This is the Horse Radio Network. We've got a brand new guest for you to meet. This week, we're discussing our favorite tricks and tips to be show ready. We'll discuss why we love ice horse boots for cold therapy. And is it bad if cats pee in your hay? Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Mag, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome Welcome to Happy Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Jessica Payne. And I'm Ellie Wozniaka. Welcome to episode 45 of Heels Down Happy Hour. Oh my gosh, guys. Hey, Ellie. Hi. Figured it out. Ellie won our casting call contest, and we're so excited to have her on our first episode. Ellie, welcome and congratulations. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm going to read this uh, cute little bio about you so people learn a little bit more about you, Ellie. So Ellie is a 22-year-old freelance book designer. That's pretty cool. I'm going to ask you more questions about that in a second. But you're also a horse trainer, and you couldn't choose which career to pursue. So I guess you're doing both. And I know you grew up showing in the Hunters and Jumpers, which is great. But when you were in school, you also learned to ride Western, and you fell in love with reining. So very cool. Tell me a little bit more about being a book designer. That sounds fascinating. Yeah, so it's really fun. So basically, I work in Adobe InDesign, part of the Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. And I basically design the page that you like open a book and see like I the spacing between the letters between the lines page numbers all that stuff and then cover designs too that is so cool I know it's really nice to have another literary person on the show so welcome Ellie I got Uh, you Justine (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about your western riding like how did you how do you because that seems like such an interesting switch people that i know who do both like how did you get into western coming from a hunter jumper background and how did you stick with it yeah so when i first went to college i was like i'm just gonna try out for the western team for fun and i tried out in my tall boots and they all laughed at me (laughs) but somehow i made it and so i just i worked my way up through like the ihsa program and towards the end of my IHSA career, I was doing the reining and stuff. But it kind of just was exciting for me to learn like new things. And it's interesting to see how like the muscles are so different that you use in the different disciplines. Like when I ride Western or when I rode Western for the first time, my thighs hurt like no, like I had been doing jumping position without stirrups for like a year. Wow. It hurts so bad because it's just, you know all your muscles work in different ways. But I actually, I went to school with my hunter jumper and I came back with a rainer because I bought one from college. <laughs> my mom didn't know about that till he came off the trailer. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I'm super excited about, it's just a different atmosphere and I think it's fun to just experience all of it. And so now I break horses and uh, like start them for both disciplines. So it's exciting to kind of keep all my options open. That's fascinating. And Ellie, for the listeners and everybody, tell us where you live and kind of are based out of as well. Oh, I live in Gillett, Pennsylvania. You probably don't know where that is because it's a very small town. I live on the top of a mountain and it's like super quiet. Like we don't even have a stoplight, really. It's also a dry county. So I have to drive like 20 miles to the nearest liquor store. Oh, no. So, yeah, that's unfortunate, but it's really Not quiet and it's really nice. But yeah, it's I just bought my farm in November, 
So oh, nice. It's all new and exciting. It's not big. It's like five stalls. So Justine awesome. couldn't do the cold though. Oh no, I would die. Well, no, it was be- really cold this winter. I also Ugh. could not live in a cold place that is a dry county. I would yeah, literally I was- just die. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that when I moved here. And then I went to the gas station. And I was like, where's all the beer? And <laughs> Justine would just be on the top of the mountain and like never come down. Like that's where she would die. Like right there. <laughs> yeah. You just find my frozen body when it finally thawed out in, in the summer. <laughs> but uh, okay. So Ellie, I do want to talk to you about your entry because we are going to play it. Oh boy. All it right. was incredible. And. <laughs> I mean, obviously you won, but still, I mean, there are no words. No, but before we, before we even discuss it, let's just play it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey guys, I just got out to the barn. I'm about to start muck and stall. I saw on Instagram before I came out here that Heels Down Happy Hour is looking for a possible co-host on their podcast. My favorite podcast of all time. So when I saw that they were looking for a possible co-host, I was like, you know what? I got to at least try. They're asking us to do a short casting call where we talk about our most embarrassing horse show moment. For those of you who know me personally and have actually gone to horse shows with me, you know that I have a lot to choose from. Going to rip my pants while dismounting on safety stirrups. Safe for you, not for tailored sportsmen. My all-time most embarrassing horse show moment was at the American Gold Cup and I met Margie Goldstein Angle. I am a die-hard Margie Goldstein Angle fan. I followed her career. Um, I read the book her mom wrote about her when I was in junior high. I even, embarrassingly enough, made a Margie Goldstein Angle trivia board game. But in any case, when I met her at the American Gold Cup, that was my most embarrassing moment. I see this woman walking around and I'm like, guys, I think that's Margie. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Margie. And my sister's like, what are you doing, Ellie? Like, just relax. She's allowed to walk around. She's a person. But like, shouldn't she have like 10 bodyguards or something? I've gotta go say hi. She's talking with some other people. So I'm like, okay, I got some time to prep. How do I address her? I'm like, do I call her your highness? So I start sweating. I'm sweating, doing 20 meter circles around Margie while she's having a conversation with somebody else. She finishes her conversation and, you know, acknowledges me because I'm being creepy. I walk over to her and I just can't talk. And she looks at me and smiles, you know, trying to be friendly to this creepy person. I just start crying like a small child, not, not little tears, ugly crying. My nose is running. Hi, Margie. I'm like your number one fan. She's real nice about it. She's smiling. Okay, can I get a picture with you? She said, of course. That was amazing. And I cried for like a solid 15 minutes afterwards, too. It happened. You know, I can't go back in time. It gets better. So my sister goes to watch one of the Grand Prix at Hit Saugerties. Margie is doing a meet and greet. And she says, oh, this is for my sister, Ellie. She actually met you at the American Gold Cup. So I'm sure she's met lots of people at the American Gold Cup. And my sister says, she's the one that cried a lot. The worst part, Margie remembered. So Ellie, oh my God, like when I, when I saw you first tag heels down in your post, <laughs> I... <laughs> I like it was the first entry that we got that I literally like bust out loud laughing. So 
So thank you for that. But I mean, tell us a little bit more about your experience, like the crying. Oh my goodness. And I think it was just so funny how you brought it back and she remembered you after all of that. She oh, said it to your was... sister, right? That yeah. Was the... Yep. That was unfortunate. <laughs> But I mean, I don't know whether I should be happy about it because I'm like, Margie knows who I am or like, you know, oh, utterly Margie embarrassed who I am. <laughs> because I bawled. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, f- for me, like Margie's a superhero to short riders like me. I mean, I'm barely 5'2". So like for me, she's an idol and I was just overcome with emotions. <laughs> yeah. So my entire life is basically just a series of embarrassing horse show moments. Oh my gosh. Well, so we definitely want to hear from you guys. If you had a favorite casting call video, if it was Ellie's, please tell us. You can go to the Facebook group, which is the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge, and you can find us there. And please give Ellie a warm welcome. She's been in the group for a while, but now she's officially a host. So I'm sure you'll hear from hear more from her now. So also this episode is brought to you by Ice Horse. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys later on in the show about their tendon boots and cold therapy in general. It's the first time I've ever used ice boots because I'm a weenie adult amateur rider. I never really had to use them before, but I've learned a lot and realized that there are a lot of benefits to cold therapy for any level of horse. And so we're going to talk to you more about that later. But if you want to check it out for yourself, you can go to icehorse.net. Our drink this week comes from a member of our Facebook group, Catherine. Thanks, Catherine. So this drink totally sounds like it's worth the 20-mile drive to the liquor store. Um, (laughs) It's a mango kiwi pineapple sangria. This recipe is about first six servings. So it's either like a one-woman drink-a-thon or like a small party drink. Mm -hmm. So you'll need to dice three small mangoes, peel and slice three kiwis, and then you'll need a cup of coconut rum three cups white wine, two cups pineapple juice, and one cup soda water. You pour the coconut rum over the mango and the kiwi in like a pitcher and chill that for an hour. And then you pour in the rest of the ingredients and stir it up. That, that sounds, sounds so good. So Very delicious. spring. Very spring summery. I wish there was something we could make when we're together in Kentucky because holy moly, that sounds so good. It does. Speaking of Kentucky, it's coming up. We're in April. It's only a couple weeks away. So you guys, we are actually doing a live show in Kentucky and we will post all the details and everything because we're having a dinner. We'll be Saturday night in Lexington. We'll post links and we're having our live show. So you guys go to our Facebook page that we've mentioned before. There will be a list of all like our itinerary. I know there's a couple different things. Kyle Carter's having like a course walk. So there'll be a lot of fun activities. So go to the Facebook page and stay tuned. Isn't, isn't Courtney doing something too? Like we'll get to meet Van Diver. Which yes. Is cool. Yes. That's another thing. One of the activities is I think on Friday, we don't have a time or anything, but Courtney is kind of doing a meet and greet where you, like all these things, Kyle's thing, Courtney's thing, you sign up for it. So I think all we'll post a link to where you can actually go and sign up for it. So Courtney's doing like a meet and greet where she'll bring out Quinn Van Diver and kind of ask some questions. You guys can ask questions and she'll answer as much as possible. Oh my goodness. And I can't even imagine what it'll be like doing the cross country. Like while everyone's riding cross country, Kyle Carter is going to be giving analysis and he's hysterical. I know he's like the funniest guy ever. So just to spend an hour with him while you're watching the horses go cross country sounds like a blast. 
Absolutely. So we'll definitely post the link on where you can sign up in the show notes. So keep an eye out for that. So guys, on to news, I have a pretty sad one. A couple weeks ago, there was a big buildup on Interstate 5 out in California. A fellow eventer, she was on her way from Washington State, where she was based, down to California to an event, actually, and had three horses in the trailer. And one of her horses actually passed away. So the horse was actually also owned by Michael Phelps. At the one swimmer? Point. Like the mm-hmm. Olympic the swimmer? swimmer, the Olympic wow. swimmer. He had mm-hmm. owned it when it was a racehorse. And then I guess Philip Dutton had it for a while. And then Whitney Spiker bought it and actually was the one driving the horses. I'm pretty sure down. And so she owned the three horses and was going to a horse show. So really, really sad. And our condolences go out to her as she's battling this time. Cause not only was, I guess Michael's horse's name was water cube. That one passed away. She also had a really nice, young, talented horse that has been injured, and they don't know how it will recover, whether it will come back to the level or not. So one horse was uninjured, but yeah, it was pretty sad. So the eventing community, especially out in California, is, I think, really kind of stuck with her and, you know, done the most they can. But, you know, for us, like, there was a note that I saw somewhere on social media that a lady in Oregon was like basically made a public service announcement saying, look guys, stay away from horse trailers. You know, like we all have that horrible feeling, you know, of when you ship your horses that you want them to get safe. So unfortunately for her, it didn't happen. So what a nightmare. I know. Absolutely. So it's so, so sad. So that was my horrible news today. So hopefully Ellie coming on is going to bring better exciting news and not so depressing yeah i i do have a fun one good good so kimo sabe is a western apparel store in aspen colorado and they're trying to buy the parking space directly in front of their store so that they can install a hitching rail for horses so i guess that they already bring horses i don't know if they're you know employee horses or what but they bring horses into the store two or three days a week. You guys can check out a couple of the photos. What? Um, yeah. So all they're trying to do is just basically get a hitching post and then put something like softer on the pavement so that the horses can stay there um, two to three days a week. Uh, the owner of the store says like this will take retail to a whole new level. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have to agree. The store looks really cool. Like their website and stuff. I mean, they already have a hat steamer, a great boot selection and a bar inside. So there's a bar inside. So now you can now post your like horse outside. And then like we've talked about before, people riding them to the bar, you can then just tie them up outside. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can actually ride your horse there or if it's just like horses that they bring in to like get people. Yeah. You get to see them and play with them. That's interesting. Aspen, uh, I have been there before and there are a lot of horses in the community, you know, like you see mm-hmm. people out around on horses a lot, but that's really interesting. Yeah. I want, I wish I live in Aspen now. Right. right. It's beautiful. I don't think any of us could afford to live in Aspen. That's <laughs> very accurate. And Justine <laughs> couldn't make it more than a week because it snows there. <laughs> okay. Well, Colorado is a different kind of snow because the sun still shines there. I cannot do the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure the sun does shine in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it is so a cold wherever you go. Just it's yeah. a bitter cold. It's a bitter cold. I, I like out west because it, but I, I whatever. Because you get, I get to come get, home. This is true. Yeah. I go for a week and I'm like, this is fun. And then I come home. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Justine, go, what do you have for us? 
something called story. Yeah, of course. There's so we've talked about the Animal Health Trust before, which is a England-based horse welfare animal welfare group that does a lot of scientific studies. We've written about them before when they wrote about rider weight and, and its effect on horses. But now they have a new study that just came out that deals with laminitis. And basically the findings are that weight gain in horses doubles the animal's risk of laminitis, which really, yeah, I mean, it's pretty severe. It's, it's really interesting how the risk goes up so quickly. And I, I think this is an interesting time to be talking about this. Not that I see a, you know, a rising number of laminitis cases among people I know, but especially from the hunters, you know, people like their horses big and fat. And my own vet, we had a conversation about this where she was like, yeah, I'm seeing so many horses that are coming in and they're obese. And then, and then the owner is trying to tell me that, no, they're actually fit. And they do, you know, the, the big level hunters and, and my vet's like, when I can press on its hind end and I can see cellulite jiggling, that doesn't mean your horse is fit. No. So, I think people think like they see ribs on an animal and they think, oh, my horse needs to put on weight. Um, So uh, maybe it's an education element because obviously laminitis is bad and it's even worse if we're putting our horses at risk of that because we don't understand nutrition well enough, right? Absolutely. I think it's a good time to have a a conversation about that because laminitis is preventable. You know, that's a preventable disease in horses. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my horses, it's a whole lot easier for them to gain weight than lose weight. Like, my boyfriend has a halflinger, and he is a whale. Like, (laughs) I literally, I cut his grain probably, like, every other week. And he's on, like, a small handful now. And he's on first cutting of hay. I don't know what else to do, but he is just, I don't, I looks like he ate my other horses. Oh, my gosh. All right, see, I wish I had that problem. But I have a thoroughbred who's not an easy keeper. So it's hard to keep weight on him, but, but I feel for you. I understand. So (laughs) (laughs) it's hard either way, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is hard. So for more news and commentary, if you like what you hear on the show, if you like what we publish on Heels Down Mag, you should really sign up for the Heels Down Brief. That's our daily morning weekday news blast. And we do all kinds of fun stuff every day. Today, we just shared a really great story about Justice's husband, Doug, gave a really great interview about his tips and tricks for cross-country riding. Our brief subscribers got access to that story first. So if you're interested in hearing more from us, you can subscribe at bit.ly slash hdbrief. All right. So we're moving on to our product review. And this month, it's Ice Horse's Tendon Boots. And Ellie, I know you have a pair of these too, right? Yes, I love them. I've had them for years. So tell me about them. What do you, what, how do you use them like every day? Or do you use them mostly for your jumper? So I use them for both, like specifically just like at horse shows. They come in handy more than they do at home. But like, so I put them like in a cooler with like other ice packs and like drinks I'm going to have like for like shows, you know, like mm-hmm. Gatorades and stuff. And then basically like if my rainer has like run really hard or if I've like jumped my big guy a bit like higher than he's used to at home or whatever, um, I'll take them out like once the show's over and just pop them on and graze the horses by the trailer And it's just like super easy because especially with day trips, you know, sometimes you don't have access to like a really nice like wash rack to cold Mm -hmm. hose. And I also I hate cold hosing. I get so bored. (laughs) So it's great to have like a cold therapy option where, you know, the horse is not standing there 
getting annoyed and I'm not there standing getting annoyed. <laughs> so, Oh, totally. And what I like about these is they're so much easier than the more traditional ice boots that you think of that you got to actually fill with ice and that can be so messy. And when you got to try to get a horse to stand in them for, you know, a, a prolonged period of time in the cross ties or something, these are so easy. And like you said, I'll, I, I just pull the ice, pa- the packets out of the, the cooler or the freezer and they're really neat because they don't get hard like a, you know, like an ice pack that on your lunchbox or that you use to ice your back at home. Like they're, they're really soft and fluffy when they're frozen and they're really easy to insert in the actual boots. And then you just strap them on like any other pair of boots. And I could let my horse eat hay in a stall or you can hang out on the cross ties and dry off while he's wearing them. Um, so basically what they consider this is almost like dry cryotherapy, which Jess, I know we've talked about cryotherapy for humans on the show before, but what makes it easy again, is there's no melting ice. There's no mess. You don't have to refill boots or buckets and the cold inserts stay cold for up to two hours. And they only take about an hour to refreeze. So if you're at a horse show and if you could, if you could bring a freezer for your tack stall or, or whatever, that's a great way to refreeze them and use them again. And what's cool about Ice Horse, if you're not familiar with the company, all their products are made here in the USA. So Jess, I I know you have a bunch of different horses going at all different levels in your barn. How often do you use cold therapy products like this on your horse's legs? We use them quite often, actually. So we do, every time they gallop, they will get iced, same sort of similar thing. And then if the big horses jump, like you, like basically what Ellie was saying, if they jumped at home a bit bigger that day, then they'll get iced. If they're at the horse show and they've jumped one of the bigger classes, they get iced. The event horses, every time they go cross country, they get iced. Then every time they show, like they jump bigger, same thing, the event horses will get iced. So we actually, which we'll talk about later in the segment, but we bring a freezer with us because the amount of horses that we end up needing the refillable ice packs we bring a little miniature freezer to the horse shows with us so that it's very easy to stick it back in because for us, we found that keeping it on the ice is only good for one or two uses. But when we have, you know, eight horses that need to get ice that day, they don't get, they don't freeze fast enough. So we actually bring ourselves a little freezer. And just keep it in your tax stall, essentially, and And just keep keep using it. it. Yep. Keep it in the textile along with what we'll go back into later, but along with a lot of other essential things, but yeah, just in our textile, it's a little mini, like, you know, a lot of dorm rooms have the mini fridge. We have like a mini fridge and a mini cooler freezer that go. Interesting. Awesome. Yeah, so it's super easy. Cause a lot of places you go, there's plug-in units, obviously certain horse shows, they don't have them. So we don't bring it, but I'd say 90% of the time we're able to bring that freezer. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Yeah. And it's really easy. Or a lot of people have it like in the trailer, like a living quarters, you can shove them in the freezer in your living quarters. Oh, that is a great idea too. So yeah, just, you only need a couple of them and that's easy. So speaking of horse shows and preparing for them this week on the show, we wanted to really tackle on how we prep and prepare for shows. Because if you're not like me and you live in a place that's not beautiful and sunny and warm year round, this is, I guess, the time of year where most people are starting to prepare for horse show season or the shows are really getting geared back up. Obviously, um, Jess and Doug, you guys are already like been to plenty of horse shows this season. So I think we're going to start by sharing some of our favorite products, right, that we really like to have yeah. for the show season. Absolutely. So Jess, why don't, you, why don't you go first? You've got a good grooming item, right? Yes, we all refer to Courtney as the expert 
grooming person that we always ask, but we found <laughs> these brushes, Wesley brushes, equine brushes, and they were made and designed by, created, I guess you should say, by an amateur rider in the Northeast. And basically, in, they had in mind that they were going to personalize them. So they're these great, beautiful, like wooden brushes with like brown, like black bristles, and then they put your name on top. So for us, like we have a show pair of them and then stuff for at home. And if you had kind of like a smaller situation barn, we couldn't do this, but you can have those horses names on them. So if you were in a boarding oh. barn, you could have your horses names engraved on them or and your name it, or whatever. And is it like a who it is. brass nameplate? Like, you know, a like you get like, in a whole. Yeah. Halter? Just like you'd have on a halter or yeah. On any of this stuff, like trunks or whatever, you know, just a little brass nameplate and you can customize it to being anything. That's so cute. What a wonderful idea. Yeah. And they're so pretty. They're beautiful. But they're they're like at a, a pretty approachable price point, right? They're not like insanely expensive. Yeah. yeah, no, they're not at all. So and they're something I mean, nice brushes, they don't need to be super expensive, but you know, you can't just go get a two dollar brush, you know what I mean? Like if you want a good right. brush, it costs a little bit of money. And so these I think they're ones that they just are they're so soft, like they I love the way they actually like groom the horses and everything else. Like they are beautiful, beautiful brushes that like when you first get them, you're like, do I want to groom my horse with them? But then you start <laughs> and don't stop, honestly. That's awesome. So we'll definitely share the the link where you guys can check these out, but it's wesleyequestrian.com is where you can find them. And it looks like you can, a show set of the brushes starts at around $200, but you can yeah. buy them individually too, which is really cool. So guys, I wanted to tell you about these new pair of riding tights that I found. They're called, they're from a company called Equitech and they make breeches and also riding tights. And so I have a pair of their Inspire riding tights. Have you guys heard of this company before Equitech? They're over in Europe. No, I haven't. I haven't either, but these look really cool. They are super cool. I'm not sure they would be something you could show in especially me who rides mostly in the hunters but i love them for like my really hard like i know i'm going to work hard on like strength and conditioning leading up to this show season at home because they're very sporty they're very lightweight and it you know in instead of having patches you know for like the more traditional breeches they have like those cool silicone type grip on your inner knee and it but they look like yoga pants and they're very flattering like they they have a really interesting like four-way stretch and excellent shape retention so they don't get like saggy looking after you've worn them a few times or washed them a few times. But I can go, like I can go to the grocery store in a pair of sandals, you know, in a tank top after riding and look like I just went to yoga or like I'm a soccer mom and no one would know the difference. You know, that's what I like about them is you can very easily blend back into the real world wearing these breeches. See, um, you know where I think you should wear them is going, I always love when you go to horse shows, like if they're not 20 minutes down the road, you could wear them on the way to the horse show. And then when you get to the horse show, you could actually then not have to change. Cause a lot of times I'll drive in athletic pants mm -hmm. and then have to get to the horse show and change into riding pants because the first day you're always just schooling anyway. So like you could easily be able, like if it's in the afternoon or whatever, just hop on the horse late in the afternoon and not have to switch. That is a great idea. That's like perfect for these. Yeah. And they're they're very comfortable. Like I said, you could like wear them, you could ride in them and then wear them all day and feel like you could do anything. Um, but they're they have the super really cute. They are. They're really cute and they're very comfortable and they have the cool side pocket on your leg for your phone, you know, that breaches have yeah. some breaches have now and other 
like yoga pants have them. So you can have your phone on them. They have a great like grip hem panel up top. It's all stretch, stretchy, like everything stretches to fit you. And it's machine washable. So it's not like you're going to ruin them if you try to do laundry at home. So if you want to check them out for yourself, you can go to equitech.com. That's E-Q-U-E-T-E-C-H.com. And so we have one more pair of breeches to talk about, which Jess, I think you have these ones, right? The platinum. I, I do. I love them. They're beautiful, honestly. So it's, they, the, it's the Elation Platinum Chelsea Breach from Greenhawk, right? I think that's yes. it's a long name, but it, they are beautiful breeches. So tell me, what do you think? I love them. So they come in really cool colors because I got this like beautiful light blue and they're just really comfortable breeches, honestly. Like they've got the Euro seat that I love and they've got like a kind of wider waistband type thing that's just more flattering and they come in really cool colors. So I, I love them. Yeah. So I got them in like a beautiful plum purple color, but what I loved about them is the knee patch is like a tan. So the contrast of the two colors looks really sharp. Like they, they just look really nice. And I like the fit of these two. They remind me of the smart pack Hadley's, but they come in cooler colors, kind of like the pipers, you know, but the quality of the breeches are, are very nice. Like they have this really cool demi cut sports stretch on the ankles, which, you know, are really soft and comfortable for your ankle. If you're going to put a tall boot over them and the colors are like crazy cool. They come in all different kinds of colors. So now like that you can show them all the time, I guess you could get away with the colors on cross country, right? Just. Yeah, no, you could definitely get away with them cross country, but same thing. I mean, when you're there for the first couple of days, they'd be great kind of schooling breaches. Mm-hmm. So when I actually showed in my purple ones, I did like a, a mini like local event horse trial and I got a ton of compliments on them because it was just, it's such a trending color, that plum burgundy purple right now. So people are like, wow, those are really pretty. Yeah. And so uh, Greenhawk is a Canadian company, but you can, they ship to the U.S. So you can still get them if you live here in the U.S. And Greenhawk has some of their own stores in Canada, obviously, and they cost 160 bucks in Canada. So if you're looking for shirts to pair with all these breeches we've been talking about, I know we've, Jess and I have talked a lot about our EIS shirts, but they, they're literally the best. That's why we talk about them so much from the UV protection to keeping you cool. And they come on in a bunch of variety of colors and they're customizable. So you can, you know, customize for a whole barn or a team, whatever you want, but, uh, Jess, do you show in your EIS shirts or you wear I, them mostly around the barn? Well, both actually. Um, so in the summertime in the jumpers, I absolutely have the EIS shirt on just to go in the show rink for the jumpers. And then I wear a black one on cross country. Oh, so yeah, I love it. And so they come, I mean, I have all kinds of cool colors, but for me, I'm just in the typical black tan black white kind of outfits but i do pull out the fun colors for the jumper shows and everything so they look good with the tan breeches but i i love them like they i pack like in the summertime i have like six of them packed at every horse show because i just can't get enough of them honestly yeah that's awesome i love them too so we had heels down mag ones made i think last year and i still wear i wear that one all the time i know Um, courtney's so jealous she sees it and she's like how come i don't have a heels down mag EIS shirt. I love it. (laughs) I'm still convinced these are witchcraft, honestly. (laughs) Because, like, I mean, I get sunburnt so easy, right? And I have a couple of them. And, like, it's just so nice to be covered up and, like, not be sweating buckets. And I just don't understand 
how a long sleeve shirt is like cooler than a short sleeve t-shirt. Like it's, it's just, it's gotta be some kind of magic. And I don't know. I think you're hundred percent right. Like I don't, I used to always wear, you know, shorter sleeves or whatever and hated the tan lines and everything. Mm -hmm. I wear, like I said, I pack six of them for like one horse show. I wear the EIS shirts and that's all I wear all summer. And I'm cooler. I swear than everybody that's riding in tank tops. Well, they dry so much faster too. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you get wet on the wash rack or if you just sweat a lot, I feel like they, they cool out so quick, uh, yeah. which I love. And they hide your sweat really well. Like if they you've got do. like a whole lot of back sweat, you know, but nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. I actually, I love mine. I play golf in mine all the time. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, it's total side note, but I wear like my, I literally probably live in my EIS shirts, so. Yeah, I wear them to Western shows sometimes, and people are like, oh, that's, like, a really nice shirt. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> so do you guys have any other um, any other tips or tricks? I, it's like a tongue teaser for me right now. But anyways, do you have any <laughs> tricks that you always do for a show, like your show prep? Are there certain things that you just cannot live at the horse show without? Oh, I mean, we, I think, bring the entire barn, so I'm probably not one to ask. We have everything, and now with the child, it's, like, worse. I mean, you should see us pull in. Like, we look like the clampets coming to these horse shows. Like, you brought your entire house? Yeah, pretty much. So, it's pretty bad. So, the one thing that I was obsessed, that I still am, is I had the medicine box, and it kept all my stuff in it, like, brushes, everything. I mean, you named it. It was in that, those medicine boxes and Courtney would drag it around. And she's like, I don't know why we have to have the medicine box everywhere. Can't we just have like a box or like bags or whatever? I'm like, no, I like this thing to go everywhere. We hung it up everywhere and it was heavy. <laughs> so then Courtney decided for Christmas this year, a friend of ours actually started this company for like lightweight trunks, like the actual like trunks that you see in the hunter world. Mm -hmm. Hers weigh 30 pounds. What? That's amazing. Oh, they're incredible. It's Aero Equine. They're hands down the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life for trunks, like small trunks. Well, so then they, she decided to do a medicine box. And our medicine box is now twice the size of my old one, which is great. But it weighs a quarter of what it did. So Courtney actually bought it for Doug and I as a Christmas present. But like, basically so she didn't have to drag my wooden one around that weighed so much <laughs> like that's like old her and like so basically she bought herself a christmas present but then pawned it off that, that like it was for us that's <laughs> but funny. it's it's beautiful so now like everybody's happy because it's black with like the trim it looks like you know the trunks and everything else so it's it's beautiful so hands down like that has to go with us everywhere and so now at least courtney loves it just as much as i do so now she's not mad that i make her bring the medicine box <laughs> and the one other thing that i think we have to have no matter what is peppermints because my horses are really bad like they <laughs> come out of the ring i think with their mouths open because oh they're gosh. like treat treat and i'm like oh here you go you were so perfect and there's like three treats oh they're just you have them trained huh that's funny. Or something. Or they have me trained, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I trained them. <laughs> Besides the freezer, I know Courtney posted a picture. I think you guys are at Carolina. It's your, We could see your beautiful medicine box, but then she's yes. got a table set up in the aisleway, and she's got, like, right center on the table is her coffee <laughs> machine, which I'm sure is essential. 
she is like, you know what? We're there. I bring, you know, the freezer. I bring, she's like, why not just bring the cooler? I mean, the fridge. And I was like, okay. She's like, and if I'm bringing that, I might as well bring a coffee maker. So no lie. She has it completely set up because she's like, well, I don't want to go try to find coffee or have to like make another pot at the house before we leave. So long story short, yes, we now have a coffee maker as well. Awesome. What about you, Ellie? What's something you can't live without at the horse show? Okay, well, I'm like super, okay, I don't know if I'm superstitious or like paranoid when it comes to horse shows, but like I have to pack like an extra of every single article of clothing. Like, and I'm talking down to my socks and underwear, like every (laughs) single piece, I need to have at least another pair. So, and I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's like English or Western, like I'm super like anal when it comes to this. So because like, I know, I just know in my, the back of my mind that that one time I forget to pack extra is the day I'm just going to be nonchalantly walking to the ring and just mysteriously fall off my horse and into a mud puddle and ruin my pants. Like, I just know it's going to happen. Oh yeah. Oh, hands down. It's going to happen. Like I just, it's ingrained in my head and I don't know, it's probably because my mom like always used to make sure you pack everything. Like when you were doing like short stirrup, right? Because when you fall off quite frequently in short stirrup, that's kind of, you know, the idea. But so I have that. And then I have like this, like lucky necklace. I call it my lucky necklace, but it has like my first horse's like name on it. I've had it since I was like a child. And like, I, I have to wear it. If I'm going to show, I have actually turned the trailer around to like go back and get it because I'm like, (laughs) if I don't get that, I'm going to fall off or something bad's going to happen. Like, so, I mean, I guess it's better to be like paranoid like this than like one of those like sport guys that don't shave their beards before big games. Right. (laughs) Good point. If I did that, if I did that, my armpits would be braidable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh my goodness. I am so Justine, what are you? S- similar to you, Ellie. I'm definitely like a pack one of, you know, an extra of everything. Like I always bring one extra stirrup and one extra stirrup leather. You just don't pack smart. a pair? Nope, just one. And it's always because uh, I've that's happened to me at a horse show where my stirrup leather broke and it was like either go spend a hundred dollars on, uh, you know, one stirrup leather or I just have one. So I've just, you know, I always kept one after that happened to me one time. And then I always bring Gatorade powder. I bring Gatorade power for, for everything. Like, cause that's like how you give peppermint treats. Alex, my husband stands ringside with like a bucket full of Gatorade water for my horse to drink at the, after like a good class. Aw. Yeah. So it gets him to drink something in the hot Florida heat and he loves the Gatorade. So those are my essentials. So guys, Pup and Pony Co. has a new derby collection. This padded leather lead shanks are perfect for the show and all around the barn. Not only do they match their stunning halters perfectly, but they include every sought-after detail, including leather stoppers and a 29-inch chain, which is long enough to go over the halter's nose band and up the cheek piece, as well as long enough to go around stall doors for added security at showgrounds. Get yours by visiting pupandponytagco.com. All right, guys. So we have a guest who uh, was on the show recently and is returning. And we're so excited to have Lindsay Brock back. Uh, Again, Lindsay is from Jump Media. And she's actually, we're catching her just as she's on the way to the airport for the World Cup final. Hey, Lindsay, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, good. It's so great to have you back on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So uh, obviously, WEF is over and you are moving on to the next thing. Uh, Why don't we start with the World Cup final? Um, I'm, I'm 
guessing you've been to a cup a World Cup final before. So believe it or not, for whatever reason, I have not been to a World Cup final before. So I've been to many, 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 many horse shows, but World Cup final is not one of them. So I'm super excited. What are you like? What do you what are you expecting? I guess as someone who's been to all different kinds of horse shows, like what do you expect to get out of the World Cup final as a spectator, as someone who's not riding, but going to be there on the grounds? Yeah. So, well, one of the things that I'm, I'm really excited about is, is to see how engaged and excited the crowd is to be at this particular event and see these riders. Um, I've seen, I've seen photos and seen videos of how electric the atmosphere is at a World Cup final. So, and that's something I've experienced at some of the the bigger horse shows in, in North America, but I'm really excited for that. And then I'm obviously excited to cheer on some of our, some of our U.S. contenders. Um, I'll be there covering closely um, Georgina Bloomberg. She's a client of Jump Media's, so we'll be shooting photos of her and, and cheering her on. But I'm really excited to see everyone represent um, my country there. So, um, yeah, I just can't wait. And I've heard that the, the shopping in Gothenburg is pretty impressive. So <laughs> I should have brought an extra suitcase, but I didn't. So, and where is the World Cup final for everybody listening this week? It's in Gothenburg, Sweden. So it's at the Gothenburg Horse Show. And uh, I've, that's a place I've never been also. So I'm, I'm equally excited to, to experience Gothenburg and the Horse Show itself. And for listeners and like every one of us, is it a big city? Because I know a lot of these World Cups, they are from a lot of, or they're around bigger cities. Is this, what is this one kind of like? Do you know what you kind of expect? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really cool area. It's not a huge city. You know, we're not in the in the center of a, a Paris or a London, but I think it's going to be, um, I, I've been told that that it's really, it's a really cool place to visit, but it's not, it's not a huge area. So I think you can kind of take in the horse show and, and the area while you're there for the week. Well, and that's what, speaking of like big cities and stuff like that, you know, we've done stuff in Toronto and New York mm-hmm. and everything else. Like, how is it like for the, you know, we know is like kind of spectators and riders and stuff, but like, how do they kind of do it for the riders around the big cities? Like, especially your riders that you deal with in the show jump world, do they like it in kind of that smaller setting or they like to kind of be able to, with the one or two horses, be able to go off and kind of explain and make it a weekend like we have a lot of friends that are like when it was in new york they're like oh this is part you know we do stuff in big yeah. cities that we've been competing at like make a weekend out of it yeah i mean i think that i think that gothenburg is per- certainly a place where you could make a week weekend out of it but i think at this level um you know these riders are so honed in at this point to focusing on on the final and, and competing i don't know that they're necessarily going to try and and make a vacation out of it but i think they're pretty <laughs> They're pretty focused, but other shows like, you know, I have been going to Washington for many years and that's one where you're in the heart of a a very large city and they love it. And, and I think they love interacting with the community as well. So there the horses are stabled on the streets of DC. So I think it's exciting for them to kind of showcase what they do to someone who doesn't know anything about horses, did not know there was a horse show going on and just happens to be walking to work one morning and sees stabling in the middle of the street. So I think that's one where, where it's a little bit different. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's not on that level. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we brought that up because we want to talk to you about the long jeans horse shows that's uh, coming up next, probably when you're back from the final and that's in New York city, right? 
Yeah. So um, the Launching Masters of New York is coming back to New York for the second time this year. It's held at NYCB Live. It's outside of Manhattan on Long Island. So we're super excited. A couple weeks after I get back from from the World Cup final, I'll be heading. I'll be heading there. That's awesome. So that's a great show that I feel like if you're if you're just someone who loves the sport, like heck yes, fly into New York and get and make a whole weekend out of it. And I know yeah. that Longines, at least in years past, has been known like it's a great place to shop. Right? There's a lot of vendors. Is that still the case this year? Yeah, so they they host a, a kind of a vendor village on the concourse of of the venue, and and it's similar to other indoor venues throughout North America. It, it's home to the New York Islanders hockey team, so it's a very big space, and and they host all the vendors up on the concourse. So it's kind of a whole ring of shopping surrounding the the event floor. So yeah, that's going to be an exciting one, and they always bring in a lot of great shopping. So come for the horses, leave with a lot of great stuff. <laughs> So, Lindsay, I also wanted, well, I guess first we should mention the date that Longines Masters of New York is April 25th through 28th. So there's still time to get tickets if you're not going the eventing route and joining us in Kentucky. I guess this isn't a good excuse and we would forgive you if you went to New York to see the Longines <laughs> Masters. But tell me tell me about the Riders' Cup. I wanted to talk to you about the Riders' Masters' Cup, too. And I know the shortlist just came out for that. It, it sounds exciting. Yeah, so the Riders Masters Cup is a is kind of an innovative thing that the Longing Masters started in Paris, and it'll come to New York for the second time this year. And basically, it kind of involves the the team aspect of sport that we see in Nations Cups, but that we also see, you know, in other competitive sports. So it it pits a European team against a U.S. team. So the the captains who are Robert Ridland for the U.S. and Philip Godot for the European team choose their riders, and, and the European team was just announced this week. Um, and then we're keeping the suspense. Um, Robert is keeping it sus- suspenseful for us, and he's not announcing the shortlist for the U.S. team until next week. So definitely keep your eye out for that. Um, and then the Wednesday of the horse show, we'll do a draw, um, right in Manhattan actually, and draw the, the teams. Um, so it'll be five riders from Europe and five riders from the U S and they, they choose their contender. So one U S rider will go on a head to head duel against a European rider and, and then for points. And then at the end of the night, someone will be the winner. And unfortunately the U S team has been unsuccessful thus far. So now that we're back in New York. We're hoping that we can get a U.S. win in the Riders Masters Cup. <laughs> That's awesome. But I know Longines, you could, they're also, it's not all these these huge classes, right? There's like meter 15 class in that big arena, which is kind of cool for the lower levels, right? So they offer, uh, it's called Masters 2. So there's a two-star and a five-star FEI divisions there. And then there's also a Masters 2, which is which be, starts at a meter 15 and goes up to a meter 35-ish. So yeah, it's a lot of different riders who can come and experience an atmosphere like the one we have in New York. I think everyone, and I'm a New Yorker, so I grew up in New York. So to have a horse show back in my home state and, and in the city is kind of special because we all remember the days of, of horse shows at Madison Square Garden and that that's becoming increasingly difficult to pull that off in the middle of a city. So I think everyone is really excited to have that back. And then these riders who may not jump the two-star, five-star level can come and experience this and, and jump in that kind of a venue. So yeah, it's it's really exciting. And, and we have some some really special 
Masters 2 and 2-star two riders coming. Coco Faith is coming. Madison Getzman's coming. Alexa Pessoa, Samantha White, who trains with Daniel Blumen. Um, so we're really excited to have those riders as well as all of the, the five-star riders. That's so cool. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a really wonderful event. One year, I'm going to have to not go to Kentucky. And just we're going to have to go to Longines and just make a weekend out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh-huh. really, really cool. Well, Lindsay, thanks so much for joining us. And we'll let you get to the airport. Oh, thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. And we hope to see some of you in New York, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See ya. Bye. You guys can cut the cord with the Walls KM Cordless Two-Speed Professional Clippers. And I have to tell you guys, these are the best clippers. They're great. We put them in our medicine box. They're small. They're handy. They have the very first detachable blade and on the cordless clipper, they can run for two hours of time and they're hands down what you need at every show. The quick charge features provides 15 extra minutes of clipping for every 10 minutes it charges. And you guys can visit them at wallanimal.com. So it's that time. It's Rose and Thorn. Justine, do you have one? Yeah, sure. I can go first. So I guess my rose is that I like literally just today entered my horse show entries for a horse show. I'm going to the weekend before we go to Kentucky, which I'm really excited about. You're going to do the Derby. I know it's the first time I'm going to do it with my new green horse. So I'm we'll so excited. See how it goes. I do not have high expectations, but I'm excited. I feel like it's, he's at a good point where it's time to like mentally challenge him a little bit more, like ask him to step up. So so I'm really excited. We'll see how it goes. And they're super fun. You're going to have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I want to do it. Cause it just looks fun. And I think he enjoys that, you know, instead of just doing the hunter lines all day, you know? So I'm looking forward to it. That is my rose. And then let's see my thorn is probably it's, I love my chickens. I think I've talked about my chickens on the show <laughs> before, but I've got three chickens. Their names are Nancy, Ruth and Patty Smith. And they are the funniest creatures I've ever owned. I'm just not a bird person. So it's been like a learning curve. Cause I'm just like, why don't you love me chicken? You know, like it, <laughs> they're not cuddly. they don't want anything to do with me most of the time, unless I'm feeding them. But so the way we have them set up in my backyard, cause I live in like a downtown city and most of my backyard is very Florida. It's got like a big pergola and it's shell. And then we have a part of our side yard that is fenced off. That is all grass where the chickens live now. But the chickens are smarter than I give them credit for because they figured out how to get over the fence. And now they keep going into like my my non-chicken backyard area and eating all my plants. Like I have a succulent oh, wall no. and I have a bunch of hanging <laughs> plants. And it's amazing like how how high they can get up on stuff. Like they get into the, the brackets of the pergola and they're eating all of my plants. And I don't know how to stop them from doing it. So I've moved the plants to higher elevations and they still keep eating them. And then <laughs> pooping all over everything. And then my dog just wants to eat all their poop. And I don't know how to contain the chickens. Okay, so I'm so excited to do this. I've been only thinking about this since the first episode. <laughs> so my rose is that I have a new cult coming in for breaking this month. So it's fun because it's like Christmas and you're getting a new pony, but I don't have to worry about like paying to feed him. So it's all the fun of a new pony without all the stress. <laughs> and then my thorn is that it's mud season here in PA and like really bad. And I'm really clumsy. So I was getting my young guy from the pasture and I'm walking towards the gate and I just like fell flat on my face in the mud 
I soaked my pants, my jacket. Oh, no. no. I was just a mess, you know? And this cult is just looking down at me like I'm the biggest loser. Like, cults are super judgy. And, I mean, thankfully, I live on the property, so I was able to go inside, you know, and, like, change my clothes. But then I had to explain to my boyfriend why there was so much mud in the laundry room. And it's just, it was embarrassing. So, mud season. Nice. So, my rose is actually not anything to do with horses. But I'm so excited that next week is the Masters in Aiken. Or not in Aiken, in Augusta. But we live in Aiken 30 minutes away. And I actually get to go on Thursday. And I'm so excited. Like, it's been something on my bucket list. And so, Doug and I have our nanny there to help watch Hudson. So we are taking the day to go to the masters. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The golf tournament. Be fun. So it's gonna be, yeah. Super fun. Not horsey, but super fun. Something different and something that's been on our bucket list for forever. And then you're going to have my, a blast. That's awesome. Yeah. My thorn is that we get back next week from being gone for two weeks. And I'm like scared to like know what kind of disaster I'm going home to basically, <laughs> because I'm pretty sure we've been living out of, like I said, we bring everything to these horse shows, but we've been in try on for, it will have been like 13 days by the time we get home. So oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's going to be getting back and riding my one naughty pony because I haven't ridden him in like two and a half weeks. So he's going to be pretty terrible. So that's my thorn <laughs> is that I have to get on my naughty pony when I get home. Oh, always fun. <laughs> yeah. And he's not one. To, he doesn't help to get lunge. So I'm like, just going to have to like pray he's good that next week. <laughs> just ride Just it bring out. your peppermint. Ugh. Oh, he is. Yes. He will get bribed a hundred percent so that he hopefully <laughs> behaves. That's funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, so we have a really interesting mailbag from Sally who sent this really hilarious long email, and we don't have time to read the whole email. But basically, her barn, uh, she she has a barn where she keeps her horses, but she also has seven cats in her barn. Um, and that's not abnormal, right? We all have barn cats. Yeah. It's, it's just part of, you know, the way we do things with horses. Um, Keep the mice away. Exactly, exactly. But she has a question because... Now it's the end of winter. She's got these barn cats and she's wondering if her horses can get sick because her cats are peeing in the bedding in her hay. So obviously dirty kitty litter can make, can get humans sick. Like it's a toxic sickness, but can they get horses sick? And I guess it's gotta be pretty hard to like constantly be monitoring your horse's bedding for poop and pee. You know what I mean? And so I, I actually Googled this, but I want to know if you guys had any advice for Sally, who's worried about her cat urine in her barn. No, because I'm pretty sure mine are all such picky eaters. They just wouldn't even eat it or get I, near it. I feel like mine would be the same way because cat yeah. urine is a very distinct. It smells. Putrid smell, right? But yeah. Yeah. And there's, it's funny, there's a lot of posts like this in random horse forums. And so when I Googled this, I, there was one of them that I just laughed so hard. And it was basically along the lines of like, help, my horse's breath smells like cat urine. What should I do? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, my dogs like will poop in the stalls like in the winter, you know, when the barn's closed up. But I mean, it's like cat urine, like, you know, it's there because you can smell it. So you, like, I can clean it up really fast, you know? True, true. So, so I, I don't know about cat pee. 
The only advice I had is just to make sure all your cats are vaccinated. Because I know lepto, which is something that you vaccinate your cats for, can be a fatal disease in humans and other animals. If And how they catch that is through contaminated urine or water. So, Sally, my only advice is to make sure you vaccinate all your barn cats. And I guess if you're just good about cleaning it up, you should be okay, right? I but I'm not so. a vet. We're not vets, so yeah. take it with Ask a grain your of salt. vet. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So if you guys want to send us a question that you want us to read on air, you can email us at hello at heelsdownmedia.com or you could post in our Facebook group, which is the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge. And if you want to hear more from us, you can always subscribe to the Heels Down Brief at bit.ly slash hdbrief. And you can read our articles at heelsdownmag.com. If you're a fan of the show, please leave a review wherever you wherever you listen to us. iTunes, um, Stitcher, I'm not sure where else you can leave a review, Google Play. But we really appreciate it if you're a fan, if you can rate and review. And we also want to thank this week's sponsors, which are Ice Horse, Pup and Pony Co., and Wall. Wall.